Systemic sclerosis. Systemic sclerosis is a connective tissue disease characterized by autoimmunity, vasculopathy, and fibrosis. The word scleroderma comes from the Greek sclero meaning hard and derma meaning skin. Systemic sclerosis can be localized cutaneous, affecting the face, neck, and skin below the elbows and knees, or diffuse cutaneous, affecting the skin proximal to the elbows and knees and the trunk. Presenting symptoms may vary wildly. In localised cutaneous systemic sclerosis, the onset is gradual. The localised form is milder and more than twice as common as the diffuse form. Localised cutaneous systemic sclerosis was previously known as CREST syndrome, which is an acronym for five of the main features. These are calcinosis, Raynaud's, esophageal dysmotility, sclerodactyly, and telangiectasia. Arthralgia and myopathy are other very common features. Raynaud's phenomenon precedes the development of skin changes by approximately one year. Pulmonary complications manifest later. Interstitial lung disease can occur five to 10 years following onset. Pulmonary arterial hypertension can occur after approximately 10 to 20 years. Patients who have anti-centromere antibodies are high risk for developing pulmonary artery hypertension. In diffuse cutaneous systemic sclerosis, onset is more acute and can be rapidly progressive. It is associated with more organ involvement, however patients may still get the crest features and arthritis and myopathy. Raynaud's often occurs simultaneously with skin thickening, rather than preceding it. After one to five years, patients can develop renal crisis, interstitial lung disease, pulmonary artery hypertension, or right heart failure. Anti-RNA polymerase 3 antibodies are associated with a high risk of renal crisis. Anti-SCL70, also known as anti-topoisomerase 1 antibodies, are associated with a higher risk of interstitial lung disease. In Station 5, you may be asked to assess a patient with a skin problem who is now breathless. Take a history about the breathlessness. Ask about timing. When did it start? Did it come on suddenly or gradually? Is it constant or intermittent? Is it getting worse? Ask all the respiratory questions. Ask about pleuritic chest pain, wheeze, cough and sputum colour, amount and consistency, hemoptysis and exercise tolerance. Ask all the cardiovascular questions including chest pain, orthopnea, paroxysmal nocturnal dyspnea, palpitations, ankle swelling, syncope and presyncope. Patients with systemic sclerosis may know their last lung function test or echo result. Ask about blood pressure. Ask about urine tests. Is there any protein in the urine? Do they know their EGFR? Ask gastrointestinal questions including any blood in the stool, dysphagia, dyspepsia, diarrhea, constipation, abdominal pain, 
or incontinence. Has the patient ever had an endoscopy? Ask about mobility and other risk factors for pulmonary embolism. Check if the patient has Raynaud's by asking, do your fingers go cold and change colour in cold weather? How long before they return to normal? Which fingers? Thumbs as well? Does it also affect the toes, ears or nose? Does it ever happen in the warm? Do you have any ulcers or infarcts? Since when have you had this? Ask about joint pains, swift swelling, stiffness and muscle pains. Ask about skin changes such as puffy hands, tight thick skin or skin cracking. Determine the extent and location of skin disease. Inquire about hand function. How long has the patient had their skin problem? Take a past medical history. Take a drugs history, focusing on treatments already tried and that they're currently on. Take a family history and a social history. Your examination should take about three minutes. Examine the respiratory system and the cardiovascular system. Assess the hands, including the skin, nails, finger pulps, fingers, elbows and arms. You may find tight, shiny, thick skin suggestive of sclerodactyly. You may find telangiectasia, bruising, calcinosis, pulp atrophy and pitting, digital ulcers secondary to ischemia, atrophic nails or swollen extremities. Feel the temperature, check the capillary refill and pulses, move the skin over the hand and press to assess telangiectasia. Check the movement and function of the hand. Are there fixed flexion deformities? Moving on to the face, look at the mouth, skin, hair and nose. Look for perioral furrows, tight skin, microstomia or a pinched nose. You may need to feel the skin and press to assess telangiectasia. Ask the patient to open their mouth and their eyes. Look at the legs, including the toes, for evidence of vasculitis, telangiectasia or ulcers. Some patients have a salt and pepper appearance of the skin due to areas of hypo and hyperpigmentation. To complete the examination, feel the abdomen, ask the patient to stand with their arms folded to check for proximal myopathy and offer to check the blood pressure. Don't forget to ask about ideas, concerns and expectations. A suggested explanation to a patient with suspected systemic sclerosis is as follows. Your breathlessness could be related or unrelated to your diagnosis of systemic sclerosis. There are many causes of shortness of breath. I need to exclude common things first, such as anemia and infection, by performing blood tests and a chest x-ray. If it is related to your systemic sclerosis, then it could be a lung, heart, kidney or gut problem. It is possible that your systemic sclerosis is now also affecting the lungs. The lungs can become scarred. I'd like to check your blood pressure and oxygen levels today 
and arrange some lung function tests, a tracing of your heart, an ultrasound of your heart, and to test your urine. It may be that we need to do a CT scan of your chest. Depending on these results, we will have more of an idea of the cause. If your systemic sclerosis is now affecting your lungs, most patients are stable and treatments are available if it worsens or if it's severe. I will let your rheumatologist know. The examiner may then ask for differentials for the causes of breathlessness in this case, which can be separated into common causes in the general population and those specific to systemic sclerosis. Common causes of breathlessness in the general population include anemia, infection, heart failure, angina, COPD, asthma or renal dysfunction. Pulmonary causes associated with systemic sclerosis are pulmonary hypertension, pulmonary embolism due to reduced mobility and vasculopathy, and ILD. There are several other causes of breathlessness in systemic sclerosis. Cardiac causes of breathlessness may include pericardial effusion, myocardial fibrosis causing restrictive cardiomyopathy, arrhythmias, and there is an increased risk of coronary artery disease or valve disease. Renal crisis would be suggested if there were signs such as hypertension, grade 3 or 4 retinopathy, reduced renal function, a urine dip positive for blood and protein, or reduced platelets. Gastrointestinal causes could be due to gastric antral vascular ectasia leading to anemia, aspiration pneumonia secondary to esophageal dysmotility, or reflux leading to cough. There are a range of tests which may be appropriate based on the involvement of different organ systems. Simple bedside tests include blood pressure, oxygen saturations, and urine dipstick. Useful bloods include FBC, U and E, ESR, CRP, and clotting. 90% of patients with systemic sclerosis are ANA positive. Other associated autoantibodies include anti-centromere, anti-SCL70 and anti-RNase polymerase 3. You would suggest respiratory tests such as chest x-ray, pulmonary function test which would show a restrictive deficit, arterial blood gas and high resolution CT. You may suggest cardiac investigations, including ECG, echo, right heart catheter, cardiac MRI, and BNP. Further urinary investigations, such as urinary PCR, ultrasound, or renal biopsy may be appropriate. If there are gastrointestinal signs or symptoms, consider hematinics, endoscopy, or barium studies. For musculoskeletal signs and symptoms, consider CK, EMG, or a muscle biopsy. To assess the skin, you can use the modified Rodnan skin score to measure the skin's thickness. Nail fold capillaroscopy can be used to look for loss of capillary density and abnormal capillaries. You may be asked about the management of systemic sclerosis. You can structure your response into conservative and medical.
Conservative management involves a multidisciplinary team approach with education, support and lifestyle advice. Medical management involves immunosuppression, for example cyclophosphamide, mycophenolate mofetil, azathioprine, methotrexate, cyclosporin, prednisolone, rituximab or anti-TNF. Pulmonary artery hypertension is treated with calcium channel blockers, diuretics, oxygen, iloprost, bacentan and sildenafil. The content of this podcast was adapted from Dr Sarah Kennedy's notes, which can be found on the Medical Education Leeds website. For full references and more information, please go to www.medicaleducationleeds.com forward slash paces.